Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 17 weeks, 4 quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning Winning drive. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. I'm Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of the Glenn and Rita show on 105.7 The Fan with my guy Cordell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports and the Ravens reporter for 105.7 The Fan. And Lamar winning his second MVP of the National Football League, Cordell. Um, I think that that's a consensus that we all felt for the most part um, in the 2023 season um, is that, you know, it's funny because I feel like every time Lamar is healthy, right, which he was unable to be for 2021 and 2022, he starts off with an MVP-like run. He's unable to finish, but every time he appears to be finished with a season, he's always in contention, in my opinion for an MVP um, run. And even when he was dealing with health at the end of the season, we had had conversations about him potentially being an MVP candidate. So we're at the point now that uh, Lamar wins his second MVP. And there's a lot of talk about legacy in that regard and what that means for Lamar in terms of how he stands as a quarterback in the national football league and what that means for his legacy. So winning two MVPs Cordell, what do you foresee his legacy being when it's all said and done? How is it going to be viewed by fans and critics alike? Uh, I think he'll go down as the best dual threat quarterback to ever play this game. I I think, that's where it'll be. You know, he's um, 
already, in my opinion, the best, you know, in terms of just his legs as a quarterback. I mean, look, there's a guy named Mike Vick that played in this league, but is and I don't say this lightly because I'm a you know, Vic was my guy as a kid. Yeah. You know, that that was, you know, the person that um he was like Barry Sanders at quarterback in my mind. And Barry is who originally got me into football watching Barry Sanders play. So when I say that, that's definitely not something I'm just saying uh just to put out there. But yeah, I mean Lamar, I think is a better all-around player than Mike Vick was. Um, I think you can't find quarterbacks that can do what Lamar is able to do. Um, and that's dual threat, pocket, whatever, whatever you, however you want to categorize these guys, you're not going to find many quarterbacks that can do what Lamar Jackson's able to do. So yeah, I think he'll go down as the best dual threat quarterback of all time. I think he'll go into the hall of fame. Eventually It's not many quarterbacks that are multiple MV, you know, have won multiple MVPs and didn't make, make the hall of fame. So um, I know everybody, you know, when it gets to him, everybody wants to talk about the super bowl and stuff like that. But what I try to tell people is that's a team award. That's this is the MVP is a, is an individual award. This is saying that he is the most valuable player. When you win a super bowl, you are the, your team is the champions of the league. So mm-hmm. um while I not discounting that and while obviously I'm waiting just as much as anybody else is for Lamar to get his first Super Bowl ring, that's not a part of in my this is for me. This is for me. That's not an individual. That's not how I'm grading individuals. I think we live in a world now where people make rings out to be everything and they have allowed it to impact how they view these athletes no matter the sport individually but that is a team award so individually I think he deserves it I think um you know I think he really stamped the MVP in December when you look at the games against San Francisco you look yeah. at the against uh Miami, Miami. yeah um, perfect passer rating in that game yeah yep. I mean they're just completely dominating superior opponents and he's beating teams who have uh MVP candidates of their own. Yep. Yeah. So I I have no problem with Lamar winning this. He deserves it. Um, it's a it's a consolation prize for him. I mean, I'm sure if you ask Lamar, he'd trade both these MVPs in for a Super Bowl uh at this point. Nobody wants to, you know, wants Lamar to win a Super Bowl more than Lamar does. I can assure you of that. Um, but this this is something that'll definitely, I think, take some of the pain away from what happened at the end of the at the end of the postseason form. Um, yeah. But all in all, it, it's definitely deserved. Yeah, I agree with you. You brought up Michael Vick, who I think that we all, um, you know, when you and I are, you know, my age uh, and your age. We definitely grew up with Michael Vick. Um, Michael Vick is like more like my peer in terms of age. Uh, <laughs> so I'm telling on myself here for a little bit. Uh, But, you know, I grew up, um, you know, watching Michael Vick coming out of college and watched him at Virginia Tech. I know what his capabilities are. He was one of the more electrifying um, players that I have ever seen in my life. But when you look at their statistics, and ironically that you mentioned that, ironic that you mentioned that, because somebody actually did a uh, side-by-side comparison of Lamar and Michael Vick because there's, you know, people will be like, oh, Michael Vick was better. Did Michael Vick have a better arm? Like in terms of like how strong it was? Probably. I don't know. Maybe. But 
<laughs> Lamar blows Michael Vick out of the water and essentially every important quarterback stat, um, his completion percentage, his pass yards, his past yards uh, average, excuse me, per attempt, excuse me, his pass yards per game, his passing touchdowns, he had less interceptions, his quarterback rating, his rushing yards per attempt, his rushing touchdowns. Oh, by the way, he has uh two excuse me three pro bowls two all pros a partridge in a pear tree and they're gonna have uh essentially uh, he has the two mvp so um you know it's funny because absolutely michael vick was the prototype but lamar has it looks like decided to i mean not decided he is just more talented all around in that regard. And, and that is no disrespect to Michael Vick because when he started playing for Philadelphia, I feel like Michael Vick was what we saw Lamar at mm -hmm. one point, like just the, in terms of, you know, being able to do both of those things because Vick, although had a great arm, didn't have a, an accurate one until he got with Andy Reid. Lamar, uh, a lot of times, um, that was brought up in terms of his college conversation. Oh, he, he only completed 55, 56, 58% of his passes. Yeah, but you have to look at the people he was throwing to. He had nobody to throw to. So that's why the completion percentage was low. When you put better talent around guys like Lamar, obviously they're going to have better percentages. And I think that that's what the case is with this. He's always been able to do the things that he's done. But, you know, there are certain outliers that ha had come into play that just didn't look as sexy. You know what I'm saying? Um, but in terms of his legacy, uh, you know, I don't see how it, him having two MVPs does not put him in the Hall of Fame. And you have people that's like, oh, but yeah, but his playoff record. And I, I don't care about any of that stuff, because like you said, um, that is a team sport in terms of uh, playoff records. Lamar's not the only person out there playing. There's other people that's going to be affecting outcomes of games. And Lamar is not going to be the only one. And as unhappy I am about what we saw in the AFC championship, like everybody else is, it doesn't take away um, that, you know, Lamar has played at a level that absolutely uplifts his players around him. And then you, you'll hear people, hear people say, oh, well, the defense was so good. Yeah, but the offense was putting up points. Like what we're not going to do is act like the offense didn't put up points. A prime example, Cordell, is the divisional round against the Houston Texans. Now, the defense did play well, but the defense had no sacks. The defense had no turnovers. And yet the Ravens still scored 34 points. Mm -hmm. So that tells you the type of team that they were on offense. Even when their defense wasn't getting turnovers, even when their defense wasn't getting sacks, they were still able to move the ball down the field and they were still able to score 30 plus points. And so you have to say two MVP says you're in Canton, you're mm -hmm. getting a jacket. And, you know, Lamar still has a career that is not done that he can absolutely right the ship in terms of winning a Super Bowl. It's not like we're saying, oh, Lamar has won two MVPs and he's retiring. You know what I'm saying? Right. He absolutely has an opportunity to turn the narrative about his playoff, uh, the way he plays in the playoffs around. And so I definitely think that even if he does never win a Super Bowl, okay, Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl. Right. Right. Am I supposed to take Dan Marino out of the Hall of Fame because he never won a Super Bowl? 
um frank tarkington is another guy i believe that comes to mind like with minnesota like am, am i supposed to take frank tarkington out of the conversation like what are we doing here and so um i just think that it for guys like steve young who is a big proponent of lamar jackson i think that that speaks volumes about what the dual threat quarterback is and how it will be perceived moving forward when Lamar gets his jacket and Canton and, and wins, uh, excuse me, and goes into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I, I, people, I think this whole ring culture has ruined people's ideas of players individually. People only give players respect when they win championships, not understanding how many great players all time in every sport having won rings. I mean, Allen Iverson is my favorite athlete of all time. AI ain't got no rings. You know what I'm saying? What's I, what I'm supposed to say that he's not a great player because he doesn't have any Super Bowls. You brought up Dan Marino or Jim Kelly was, you know, it, it's a bunch of, it's a bunch of guys. Barry Sanders never won a ring. Barry is the greatest running back I have ever seen play this game. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, a it, there is an, a venue where you, can talk about Super Bowls and what that means to a person's legacy. And it does have an impact, but it's not the end all be all. It's not like we're sitting here crowning every person that, that wins the Super Bowl as an all time great player individually. No, they're part of one of the greatest teams, obviously because they won a Super Bowl. So yep. yeah, I mean, eventually we no, everybody, nobody's excusing what we've seen from Lamar and these guys in the postseason, I think a lot of people are still upset about what they just saw from the from him and the rest of them a couple of weeks ago. Nobody's getting over that, but um, this is this award is about the totality of the year and yep. throughout the regular season. Um, Lamar has has shown himself to be the most valuable player. And like you said, everybody, people can talk about the defense and all that. The defense was great this year. Pick Boosting one person up shouldn't mean knocking somebody else. Yep. You can talk about how great the defense was while also acknowledging how great Lamar was this year. I mean, you look at that Rams game, that's a game that I can easily pinpoint to and say that the offense won that game. It wasn't Absolutely. a day, um, at all. So it's, it is what it is. It, at the end of the day, um, I think Lamar has earned this MVP. He was the most valuable player throughout the season and the most valuable player for his team. Absolutely. 110%. And look, I mean, look, while, while the AFC championship game wasn't a good game for him, the divisional game the week before was, he had four total touchdowns. He had a hundred yards rushing he had a hundred over a hundred yards passing. So we're not going to act like his entire playoffs right. has been, you know, horrible. We're not, we're just not going to do that. And also Cordell, his his basement when they go to the playoffs mm -hmm. has been divisional round. Mm -hmm. He's never he's never played in a wild card weekend. Think about that. Well, he has, but you get my point. He's right. never exited. Excuse me. He's never exited right in wild card weekend. Never. He's had two number one seeds, which means he started in the divisional round twice. He's also won the playoffs in 2020 against the Titans, and then they went to Buffalo for the divisional round. So um, I just don't see how you don't consider him a mm -hmm. Hall of Famer um, with two uh, MVP league awards. I just don't know how that's possible. I do know how it's possible. You're a hater. 
<laughs> if you wouldn't vote him in with no Super Bowl rings. But ultimately, um, I think that it cements his impact on the league. And I also think it opens up more um, people to be accepting of the dual threats that look like Lamar. Because I saw Cam Newton win a, a MVP with 57% completion percentage but mm -hmm. i also understand and i remember very well how cam was essentially the player on that offense uh greg greg olsen is the only dude i can remember everybody else is like katri and uh you know the guy from ohio state who went to first wasn't that good? I mean, I can't even remember his name. He even <laughs> ran the ball better than his running backs did yeah. that he had there. So it, it's definitely, and I think Cam start. you know, Michael Vick to me was an anomaly because when he came into the league, I don't think at that time people were just really ready to embrace what, what mm -hmm. Michael Vick was doing in terms of like coaches and finding ways to um, coach around that skill set. Um I'd argue that Dan Reeves probably just let Mike Vick just do his thing. I don't necessarily think he had a plan. I think he just was like, go out oh, there yeah. and do what you do. But like actually coaching up to the strengths of the players, I don't think was popular until you started to see like a Cam Newton and now a Lamar Jackson. And there's other guys that will be out there doing those same things with Jaden Daniels moving mm -hmm. forward. So um, I, I think that Lamar being in the Hall of Fame means so much to guys that look like him and yep. play like him. Yep. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus it's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. All right, Cordell, so unfortunately for us and the rest of the Ravens flock, we have to watch the Super Bowl at home because the Ravens are not there to represent the AFC. So you know what that means. It's time to start evaluating 
needs for the draft mm-hmm. <laughs> here. Because uh, I don't know about you. I mean, I'm going to watch the game, obviously, but it's going to be noise in the background. I'm not, I'm <laughs> interested in the Usher Bowl, quite frankly. Uh, so, you know, I've seen this matchup before. I saw it four years ago. I'm not interested in seeing it again. I'm not excited. I'm sorry. Kill me. I don't care. But ultimately, it is time to start looking at draft needs and and what do you expect and guys in that 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 position that you could potentially see being a Baltimore Raven. So as we know, the Ravens have the 30th pick in the NFL draft. So who or what in terms of need do you think that the Ravens have? Um I think there are a couple of needs. It, what would the, be the biggest is the question. Um, obviously, offensive line is going to be a need. I think uh, edge rusher is still a need uh, because Ajabo is – I don't know how much you could depend on him, and I don't know how much you can lean on Owe to be the guy. Yeah. Um, I also think wide receiver is still a need. Um, you don't have anybody but Zay – and Bateman on under contract right now. And I think I wouldn't be surprised if Bateman's on another team to start the next year. Um, I could see secondary still being a need, you know, even though Brandon Stevens played very well this year, Marlon had a down year. He's not on the field a lot. Um, I don't know how, I don't know how the Ravens view Marcus Williams anymore. Uh, going forward, be considering his injury issues the last couple of years since he's been in Baltimore. Um, and running back is a sneaky need. Running back is a very sneaky need right now. They only have Justice Hill under contract. Um, you don't know when Keaton Mitchell's going to be back uh, coming off of his injury. So I, I would right now, obviously the Ravens and most teams in the league, first round, they're going best available. Um, and for me, as I look at this team, the the biggest glaring need is probably offensive line, just because offensive line was a problem this year. Uh, um, what are we talking? Because the interior line did its thing. Are we specifically talking about the tackles? Well, well interior is you're going to need interior as well because Zeitler's gone. Uh, is he? You don't think uh, that he's being resigned? He might- well, well, we'll see. Zeitler, Zeitler okay. as of right now, isn't under contract. Correct. Uh, he's a free. He's be a free agent coming John into Simpson, the new. Facility. I think is yeah. a is also a pending free agent as well. So those are two guards right there. Okay. That you will have to that you have to potentially uh, replace. Um, and you don't foresee them doing it with the current roster that well, they I have. I just don't know how. I, I don't know what those options will be. I don't know. I don't think they think the world of Ben Cleveland. Um, everybody keeps mentioning Andrew Voorhees, but I know it's about as much as anybody else out there would know because we haven't gotten to see him. I mean, he this was a complete red shirt year for him. He didn't practice or anything like that. So I'm not right now putting him in as a starter or anything because I don't even know if the dude will be able to play next year. I don't know what to expect from Andrew Voorhees right now. Um, okay. So, yeah, I'm, in the, I'm of the mindset that they will – whether it's free agency and or draft, they're going to be bringing in quite a few new offensive linemen. Okay. Um, and, and, and what happens with Ronnie Stanley is still up in the air. I mean, they won't, they won't do anything with him until after June 1st anyway, because that's when they would be able to save that 15 million or something like that. Um, that said, 
that the draft is going to be a big impact on Ronnie's future. Uh, if they take a off, if they take a tackle in the first round, that's probably a good sign that Ronnie will be gone. Um, so I'm curious to see what they do uh, and pertaining to that. But I also would say running back is a big need for me. I, I know that that's going to be something that's going to be an afterthought, but they everybody's complaining about them not running the ball as much in the in that AFC championship game and rightfully so obviously but what I've continued to say is when you look at the Chiefs when you look at the Niners it's easy for those teams to stay committed to the run why because they're actually giving it to a running back that's getting some sort of production the Ravens didn't get a lot of running back production at the back end of the season and that doesn't yeah. excuse them for only giving those two guys six carries between them. But all I'm saying is when you at that point have to lean on your quarterback to be the primary source of your running game, it makes it somewhat difficult to lean on the run game because Lamar's the most effective thing you have in that department. And you're not going to ask him to carry the ball 15 plus times a game. So um, they need a back. They need a back that they can trust right now. Justice Hill is great for them, but he, he's not the sole answer. Um, I like, it's a couple of backs. It's a couple of backs in free agency that I like that won't even, I'm not even talking about the Saquon Barkley's of the world or the Derrick Henry's of the world. There are guys like, uh, 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 I like Deandre Swift from, from, uh, Billy. Billy. I mm-hmm. like, uh, I, I like, uh, Zach Moss from, Love uh, Zach Moss from Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are two guys that right off the top of my head, Swift obviously cost more than Moss. Well, Swift had a Pro Bowl year. I love Moss. But Zach Moss was was great for Indianapolis. I think he'd be great in Baltimore as well. So you combine one of those guys with maybe like a Frank Gore Jr. or something like that um, out of the draft, somebody that you can get late because they're not going to waste. They're not going to use an early pick on a running back. And I don't blame. Um, yeah. But they're going to use one of those picks on a running back at some point. Uh, and maybe they won't. Look, they got Keaton as an undrafted free agent. So who knows what can happen? Maybe they'll just go pick up the fastest guy at the combine. I don't know what their plan will be. But the running back is a pos- running back position is definitely one that they have kind of neglected quietly, I think, for some time now. Now, granted, J.K. Dobbins and his injury issues have contributed to that. Um, but the running having Lamar uh, has allowed them to kind of plug and play at the running back position. But you continue to look at why they don't stick to what got them there in the postseason. You think mm. this year the running game, the running backs, like I mentioned, the production really wasn't there the way people have dressed it up to seem like. Uh, but even in 2019, Mark Ingram got hurt going into that postseason game against the Titans, and that impacted their run game in that game as well. So they need some running backs that they can trust in the most important time of the year. Yeah, I agree with you in that regard. It's it's a position, though, that you have not talked about. Mm. So I'm, there. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. In I had to leave life. something for you. It's very true. Thank you, Brian. Uh, <laughs> the uh, backup quarterback situation is interesting. Um, Tyler Huntley is going to be a free agent. Josh Johnson is going to be a free agent. I mean, look, Malik Cunningham, yeah, that's nice. But I don't think that the Raven. I think that they view him as a project at best. Um, you know how now you can, like, make your own draft boards, which I think is pretty cool that people do. Mm-hmm. Um, I 
saw someone do Jordan Travis from Florida State. Mm -hmm. I actually really like that idea. I don't think that Jordan Travis is going to go early. It's going to be a late second day, early third day pick, in my opinion, um, because that that injury doesn't help at all. He's he's not going to be able to play. So that's probably going to lower his draft stock. Um, and but there's very similar traits that Jordan and Lamar have. And I think um, that that would be a very good plan because I see a lot of similarities in what it is that they do. I can't believe I'm saying this. Everybody knows I'm a Florida Gator fan mm -hmm. and I'm sitting here asking for a Florida State player, but here we are. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but I love, I love, I love the idea of having a guy like Jordan Travis being there because it doesn't, it keeps, it keeps what it is that you do very uh, close to the chest in that regard. So, um, just a thought, because you definitely need a backup. I mean, yes, you could assume that Tyler could resign, but there's a very good chance that he wants to test the free agent market and see who's going to need a backup quarterback. And Josh Johnson has been a journeyman that's been on the Ravens quite a few times in his long career. So he might want to try something different. So I do think that going into the draft is a good opportunity to potentially find your next backup quarterback. I'll say this. Um, I think I think Josh Johnson probably has a better chance of being on this team than which than I like, by the way. I like Josh Johnson. Yeah, I, I think I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if he's he's back. Um, but I also have wondered if they would want to go in a different way in terms of the backup quarterback. Like you mentioned, Jordan Travis has a similar skill set of Lamar. That was kind of the thinking with Tyler Huntley as well. But I've I've kind of been just wondering this just to myself maybe they I don't know if they would want to go and get like a pocket quarterback as as a back somebody that does do different things because I, I think Monk, Monk it's not like Monkin system is like the Roman system where it needs some sort of mobility at that position um, so I look I this is just me throwing out a question I don't know anything but I I, I did I've just kind of been playing with that idea of maybe they would like a different style of quarterback um as the backup just just for something different okay definitely not something that i i thought about um because i feel like it, it just makes more sense to kind of go with whoever run the best officiates the offense that you're currently in but definitely you can see um that possibility but it's definitely something i agree with you on all the needs that they have but i definitely think that it's something that they have to add to their um you know things of needs in terms of uh the draft is concerned so uh we only got a couple of months away draft will be here before you know it end of april and we'll get to evaluate pretty soon who the ravens choose to the draft and I believe they have a couple of compensatory picks mm -hmm. too, as a result from players leaving and going into free agency. So they'll be able to add more um, into um, their picks uh, just due to volume. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. All right, Cordell, I guess, I guess we can talk about the Super Bowl, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, don't really... <laughs> Not really excited, as I've already told you uh, on this show, but I, uh, you know, we got to do it. We got to talk about it. So Mm -hmm. the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs, and I already mentioned that this is the same Super Bowl matchup that we saw four years ago, uh, except that there's some different moving parts here. Mm -hmm. The Chiefs defense is much better than that Chiefs defense four years ago. San Francisco has Brock Purdy, who is, regardless of you think he's a game manager, game changer, whatever, he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. That's what I do know. And now they also have Christian McCaffrey as well Mm -hmm. um, at the running back position there. So when you look at this, because the Chiefs are two and a half point favorites for this game. When you look at this game, how do you see this going, Cordell? Yeah, this is this could go a multitude of ways. I mean, I, I I'm I'm excited for the matchup because it's a good matchup. I'm used yeah. to, you know, look, my team is crap, so I'm used to watching Super Bowls that don't involve my team. I, I that, you know, so i th- this doesn't uh, impact me at all. Uh, I just want good matchups, and I feel like we we're getting one. Um, with this one, it is a repeat of the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, but like like you mentioned, there there are some new faces. Um, in this matchup, and I think it could go different. I, look, I, I really don't have a pulse. Whatever pick I give at the end of this segment will be just a, a one that I'm just spitballing because I can make an argument for either of these teams winning. Yeah, um, I think Kansas. I think the Niners are the better team um, overall. Uh, they obviously have the star-studded players. I think Christian McCaffrey, when it's all said and done, if the Niners do win this game. Christian McCaffrey will be the difference maker because the Niners stuck to the run and McCaffrey is the best running back in the NFL. And he would have have given the chiefs all sorts of problems, not just in the run game, but also in the pass game uh, as well. Um, But for Kansas city, look, they've got that, they've got that bad man, Patrick Mahomes, Um, Travis Kelsey, I think has, almost gotten rejuvenated in the postseason. He looks he he looks like the Travis Kelsey we're used to seeing. Um so I do expect it to be a, a really good matchup. You mentioned the Chiefs defense, which has been really good. It's been elite this year. The Niners defense is good in their own right. Um I I, I have a sneaky feeling that this won't go the same way that it went uh in 2019 when these two teams met. Um, and the Chiefs won. I do have a feeling that the that the Niners will win this game, but I just cannot get myself to pick against Mahomes and those dudes. So I'm going to pick the Chiefs right now, even though something's just telling me that Christian McCaffrey is going to take over this game. And if he does and the Niners win, he's my 
Super Bowl MVP uh, pick in this one. I, I sneak. I, I kind of do want McCaffrey to to win Super Bowl MVP. Um, just because I feel like the the running back position has always been like my favorite position. Like I mentioned before, Barry is what got me into football. So I grew up wanting to be a running back. It, you, it was. It used to be the sexiest position. Um, where now it's just the one you'd want to you want to stay away from. Right. Um, so I, 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 I hate what the league has done to the position. I hate how they have made it seem like these guys are replaceable. No, mediocre running backs are replaceable. Not everybody's replaceable because um, Christian McCaffrey isn't replaceable. And I, I love everything about Christian McCaffrey's game. I love the consistency that Christian McCaffrey brings. There's not many players in the NFL that every week you know exactly what you're getting from them. He's one of the few. Um, so I, I am rooting for him, um, but something is just – I'm just scared to bet against the Chiefs at this point. I'll just say that. As you should be, because every time, you know, you try to bet against them, they somehow find a way to win, and it just – you're back at square mm -hmm. one, which is – wow, I didn't see that coming. Well, you shouldn't, because every at this point, the Chiefs justify odds, because – you have Patrick Mahomes, you have Travis Kelsey, and you can't, you know, you can't take those factors out of it. And they are continuously why the Chiefs are as good as they are. Um, so I, I'm so hesitant here because, like, you want I want to say, oh yeah, I, you know, um, San Francisco is loaded because they are, but they're mm -hmm. not invincible. You know what I mean? Well, nobody in the National Football League is, and there's that part of it too. Um, I really would like to see Christian McCaffrey as well win the um, Super Bowl MVP. Um, I really would like to see the San Francisco 49ers win because I'm still salty about what I saw at the AFC Championship game. I'm still not over the fact that two people decided to pick on a kicker. I'm sorry. I'm not over it. I'm never going to be over that. So um, as talented as Kansas City are, as better as they are on defense, uh, and, you know, as Patrick Mahomes continues to grow his legacy, um, I would like to see the 49ers win this. But I'm trying to tell you, Cordell, I am here for the Usher Bowl, okay? I am trying to find out what his playlist is going to be and what songs he's going to perform. Because we know he got to do songs like, yeah, and oh, my God. Because he got to fit into the demographic. Going to hit all the singles. It's but then, but the he has so many. That's so, what I do mean. What do we mean by that? Yeah. I mean, he came out in '94. Right. He had singles in 1994. So, like, yeah. what does that mean for us? Like, he can only do 15 minutes right. of, of show. So he can't give us but so much, right? So I'm sitting over here like, all right, yeah, oh my god, that they are staples. They got to be done. What mm -hmm. else is he? Is he going to do bad? He's going to do my way. He, I, I feel like he should start with my way. That's just me. That. Um, but someone said bad girl is probably where he uh, should start. I'm like, okay, you can't start with your biggest hits, which no, right. Everybody that has said, you know, oh, he gotta start with yeah, he gotta start with oh my god. You don't go to enough concerts for me. Okay. Well, yeah's yeah's an easy one to start with, just be you know, because of how the song starts. So I yeah, can see you that. can't do that. You I can't go out. Is that his big? He's got, like you say, he's got so many big hits. That's I a, know if, yeah, I don't it's know a huge if, hit, and you yeah, know. Oh yeah, for sure. It it is. It's just he's got so many. I mean, for me, I'm 
I'm not even really like looking forward to it because I'm a deep cut guy. 8701 is probably my favorite <laughs> Usher album. Um, and some of my favorite songs from him are not even singles on that album. So I'm not going to get the songs that I would want to hear. Um, so I, I'm I'm kind of just numb to it at this point. I mean, I'm going to do you remind me. He's going to do you. He, I would imagine you remind me would be, but that's a single, you know, that that's right. like, it's, it's songs on eight, like 80. I was thinking about this the other day. I remember back uh, when I was a teenager and confessions came out, I had to go play. And I'm, this is back when I used to actually listen to R and B. Um, and I tried to go track for track from confessions to 8701, trying to figure out which ones, which one was best. I, I was heavy in the usher at that point, but now Everybody, like you said, he's going to play all the hits. I'm, I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna know them all, but it's like uh, <laughs> the hits don't move me. The hits just aren't going to move me. Yeah, so I am um, rooting for Usher to knock it out the park, which he will, because I did mm-hmm. go see him at the Vegas show at the residency, and it's phenomenal. He's also um, released he's his tour to dates. Baltimore too, I'm sure you're. Yeah, he there. is coming to Baltimore. He just added a second Baltimore show, so I will be seeing Usher again because it's worth it. I'm rooting for Usher to just kill it. Um, if if both of these teams could lose, I'd root for that. <laughs> but since I have to root for somebody. It's going to be the NFC represent mm-hmm. because I'm never going to root for the AFC represent. Oh, unless it's like CJ Stroud, and the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. All right. I root for the, I, cause I really like CJ. If they beat that, the Ravens on the way there, you're oh, still well, then I'm not rooting for them. Oh, either. Okay. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. I'm, so I'm not going to do that either, but um, ultimately I, I'm hoping that somebody can finally, like, if you bet against Patrick Mahomes, you win. Because I feel like every time you try to bet against him, he just gives you, you you lose money betting against mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes. So yes. we'll see how this goes. Are you betting this weekend? Are you going to put any money on anything? I probably will. I can't help it. I'm, I mean, this game, uh, yeah, I'll do some prop bets. Uh, I, depending on, I'll probably do multiple tickets. I'm sure I'm going to have a ticket with Christian McCaffrey winning MVP. Um, which I should get fairly decent odds on because I would imagine Mahomes and Purdy. I haven't looked at the odds, but I'm sure Purdy and Mahomes are probably going to be the leading candidates. Yeah, um, McCaffrey might be above Purdy. I wouldn't be shocked. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna do that. Definitely McCaffrey touchdown anytime touchdown because that's that's still in money at this point. Um, and yeah, I mean I, I do some Kelsey props. Uh, and I think Kittle will either Kittle or Ayuk will be the other Niner that I'm I'm probably leaning into. I'm begging the 49ers, do not stop running the ball and let Brandon Ayuk do his thing. If y'all want to win those, the, the football game, those are the two things that you have to let happen in order to win. So we will see how this goes. But we want to thank you all for listening. Please enjoy the festivities this weekend. Ravens flock. I know it's going to be hard, but do it the best that you can. Okay. Try to have some good chips, dip, wings, whatever else that you need to do to enjoy it. Enjoy the Usher Bowl. And uh, we'll see two teams play football. And we'll talk about that next week. We'll recap the Super Bowl uh, next week and how everything went. So from Cordell to me, this is Winning Drive. Twenty four hundred sports is an Odyssey company.